Welcome to Pray in the Psalms with Jesus, a video series that comforts us and teaches us and helps us understand that uh, when we pray, we don't pray alone. Uh, specifically, when we pray the Psalms, we pray them with Jesus. Now, the Bible, uh, it's a book about Jesus, about the person and work of Jesus. Uh, the Old Testament scriptures pointing to this promised Messiah that would come and the work that he would accomplish, uh, specifically the forgiveness of sins. And uh, there's a proclamation of that all throughout the Old Testament, specifically also in the book of Psalms. Now, this shouldn't surprise us because um, Jesus himself explains that all of the scriptures speak of uh, the promise of his person and the promise of his work. So in Luke chapter 24, uh, before his ascension, Jesus has uh, appeared to his disciples over a, over a period of 40 days. And during that time, he opened up the scriptures to them. This is what it says, uh, the end of Luke chapter 24. Jesus says, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. And then it says there, Luke chapter 24, verse 45, he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. And he told them, this is what is written. The Christ will suffer, rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. So Jesus opens up the scriptures for his disciples. He opens their eyes to see, their hearts to understand uh, that all of the scriptures speak of uh, his death and his resurrection for this great gift, the forgiveness of sins. Now, the Apostle Paul also reminds us of this. In Colossians chapter 2, he talks about uh, not, let anyone, not letting anyone judge you by what you eat or drink uh, with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, uh, a Sabbath day. Uh, in Colossians 2 verse 17, he says, all of these, all of these things of the Old Testament, the feasts and the festivals, they're shadows of the things that were to come, the reality being found in Christ Jesus. So the Bible, it's a book about Jesus. Jesus foretold, Jesus foreshadowed, and we see it uh, in the Psalms. Now, Psalm 1 begins this way. Uh, Blessed is the man uh, who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So who is this, this man? Another way you could reference it is uh, the righteous one, the blessed one. Who is, who is this man? Uh, Psalm 15 verse 1 says, Lord, who shall dwell in your sanctuary and who shall live on your holy hill? And then the answer is, he whose walk is blameless, he who does what is right, who speaks truth in his heart. So who is this blameless one? Who is this, this righteous one? Who is the man? Well, again, Scripture interprets uh, the Scripture. So this is a great gift that God has given to us, that uh, all of Scripture is inspired by God, and the Holy Spirit uh, is the author and uh, the Holy Spirit will use one part of the scriptures to help us understand uh, the other part. Uh, 
So who is this man? Who is this righteous one that the Psalms speak of? Who is it that we hold on to and trust and uh, who is promised to the Old Testament saints but was revealed to us in uh, his birth, death, and resurrection? Well, in Acts chapter 3, Peter declares, uh, he says, um, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our father, uh, his, uh, our fathers has glorified his servant Jesus. And he's speaking to his people, uh, this Jesus whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when Pilate determined to release him. And then, uh, Peter says, but you denied the holy and the righteous one. And you asked for a murderer to be granted to you. And you killed the, the prince of life whom God raised from the dead to which we are witnesses. So Jesus identifies Jesus, uh, well, Peter identifies Jesus as the righteous one, the holy one. Now, First John chapter 2 says, if anyone sins, we have a, a counselor. Now, that's a, a legal term. You could say an advocate, uh, a defender, uh, a mediator. Uh, so if anyone sins, we have this counselor with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And then in verse 2 of First John chapter 2, it says, He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the whole world. Hebrews chapter uh, 2, verse 11, the NIV version uh, says it this way, Both the one who makes men holy and those who are made holy are of the same family, so Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, and then uh, the writer to the Hebrews quotes Psalm 22, I will declare your name to my brothers in the congregation I will praise you. So there's this one who makes men holy, that's Jesus, and those who are made holy, uh, that's us, and Jesus is not ashamed to call us uh, his brother. You see it also in the pattern of Romans, Romans chapter 1, verse 6. And if you trace it, there's this, this thought revolving around the, the idea of righteousness, uh, being right or uh, being um, you know, perfect in the sight of God, uh, standing before him in a right way. So Romans chapter chapters 1 through 6, the basic uh, argument is this, is that there is no one righteous. No one can stand before God of his own works and merit uh, this relationship, a reconciled relationship with God. But there is a righteousness that comes from another, the righteousness of a holy one, the righteous one, uh, the mediator, uh, the, the one who has atoned for the sins of the world. And so this righteousness of another then is given uh, to us in Christ Jesus. So Paul traces this idea then of solidarity in um, Romans, and he says, uh, we're joined to Adam uh, by nature. And because we're joined to Adam, we participate then in sin and the wage of sin being death. But through faith, he says, we're joined to another Adam, the second Adam, and we're joined to this righteous one through faith. And because we're joined to him through faith, uh, instead of sin, we have a right standing with God. We're declared uh, right with God. And because of that, then, instead of the wage of sin being death, uh, that death is paid for by, by Jesus, and then we have life. 
So back to Psalm 1 and Psalm 15, when you pray uh, these psalms with Jesus. Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. Psalm 15. Lord, who shall dwell in your sanctuary? Who shall live on your holy hill? He who walks uh, blamelessly and does what is right and speaks truth in his heart. Now, again, we look at those Psalms and we say, we are not the righteous one. We are not that blessed man. But we have solidarity through faith. We are joined to Jesus, our brother, through faith. And so he prays these psalms right next to us. And so we hold on to this counselor, this uh, this mediator, this advocate, our brother. And so he's the one then that makes us righteous. And he begins to work in us with new motives and new thoughts so that once we did not delight in the law of the Lord, we sat in the seat of of mockers and in the seat of sinners. But now Christ has redeemed us. Our brother uh, has given to us his works. Uh, the scripture says he's given to us his righteousness. And so we can dwell in the sanctuary. We can enter into the sanctuary with the works of Jesus upon us, and uh, we're declared righteous. So read read the Psalms, Psalms 1 and Psalm 15, with that that beautiful promise that there is the man, the, the righteous one, uh, our brother who stands beside, them, beside us. And so uh, he is our brother. He is the advocate. He is the mediator. Uh, he is the atoning sacrifice. He is the one who is holy uh, and makes us holy. And so we uh, take heart. We don't pray the Psalms alone. We pray them always with Jesus. Jesus.